Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. I enjoy life. Hey, I'm not talking about getting out of balance. There's a lot of people that's so far over in some of their religious areas that they're out of balance with the life. Hey, this thing is balanced. There's a balance in this faith wall. There's a balance in this Christian wall. I want to tell you what, Jesus grew in all areas of life. He grew emotionally. He grew physically. He grew spiritually. He grew in, in socially. He grew in all areas of life. And I'm going to tell you something. We need to learn how to make God in, in, and have God in all of our life so that we're a balanced individual and not overbalanced over here. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, Principles for Building Strong Faith by Ken Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Ken Hagan's message. Our stand is this. Start where you're at, believe in God, set your goal and move up. If you just got dollar faith, then believe for that dollar and move up. But don't go out here and try to believe for $45,000 when you ain't got $45 faith. You may have to start where you're at and move on up. Praise God. Surround yourself, I said, if you want faith for anything, if you want to build your faith for healing, whatever, surround yourself with those that worship, that build faith, not tear it down. Surround yourself with those that use the supernatural, not those that are opposed to the supernatural. How in the world do you think you're going to keep the supernatural power of God flowing in your life if you're surrounded by all those that have a form of godliness, but they don't have any supernatural power? It's going to drain you. Just like a 12-volt battery. Our 24-volt battery like we got out there in that bus. We got a refrigerator on that bus. But I'm going to tell you something. That refrigerator will... If we don't run that generator enough, if we leave it on long enough without running the generator, it will drain that battery. Right? And the same holds true to you. If you're in with the supernatural and you believe in the supernatural and you have the supernatural and you surround yourself with those that don't believe in it with negative things concerning the Word of God, pretty soon you're going to look down on the inside and your supernatural is going to be drained because there was nothing being put back in to charge it up. You see, but that battery now, it's feeding that refrigerator, but that generator's running out there, and at every time that it sends a little, send voltage out, that generator sends voltage back in. And I want to tell you what, you see, when you come in, you've been out giving out, some of that supernatural power's gone, you come in among where people are worshiping God and believing the supernatural, you built back up. But you go in among people and worship among people that don't know anything about the supernatural, you're drained all the more, drained all the more pretty soon. You're so drained that you can't even get yourself started, much less help somebody else out of their trouble. Amen, that's good preaching. Woo! I want to tell you something. The disciples, in their ministry, they didn't start out with impressive faith either. They were astonished at the things that Christ did. 
And then they tried, got out here and said they're going to try their wings a little bit. And they didn't do too well at it. But I want to show you something. After they had been with Jesus, you see, when they was with him, when he calmed the storm, they said, oh, they marveled. They marveled. They said, what manner of person is this? But I want you to notice after they'd traveled with him for a while, after they'd been surrounded by his teaching, after they had traveled with him, watched him operate in the Spirit, been a part of it, I want you to notice that it wasn't but a few verses on over there in the, when the church was beginning in Acts 4, 13, just at the beginning of the early church, those same Pharisees and scribes and chief priests that had saw those weak disciples walking with Jesus, they turned around and they looked at these men of God and they had took knowledge of them that they'd been where? Down at the synagogue? Down at the temple? No, they took knowledge of them that they'd been with Jesus. What did they see? They saw those men doing the same thing that Jesus did. I want to tell you something. You want to work for God? You want to move for God? Then you've got to surround yourself with people so you'll have faith like faith, like kind of people. You'll move out then. Surround yourself with people of faith. Surround yourself with people that believe like you do. Surround yourself with the Word of God. Surround yourself with people that teach faith. Surround yourself with good books and good reading material. Surround your children with the good tapes and the good reading material that's out for children nowadays. The first step in building faith is to fellowship with those who have faith. You see, that's number one. Surround yourself with that which produces faith. You got that one? Number two, you got to build on the Word of God. Don't build on experience. I don't care what your experience has been. I was praying for somebody the other day. I was praying for that individual and somebody come running up. Oh, I had that same thing. Let me tell them about my experience. It'll probably help them. I said, no, I don't want you to tell them your experience. That's what's the matter now. Everybody's trying to tell their experience, and every time somebody has the same problem, they want them to come in with the same experience. God doesn't always move the same way every time. A lot of people got him locked up in this little old box. And God's got to move in this box. If he don't move in that box just exactly the way they think he should move, then it ain't God. Hey, you can't lock God and the Holy Spirit and the power of God in the box. You may have one experience and the other person got the same thing that you have. They'll have, may have another experience different from what you've got. See, a lot of people try to make people come under and have the same experience. Now, I'm not talking about have coming and quoting the Word of God. I'm talking about experience. You get the difference between what I'm talking about when I'm talking about an experience, a happening. See, individual that gets saved by really rejoicing and praising God and just kicking and stomping and going on, they, won't ever, they try to put everybody through that same channel. They gotta, if, they go, if they get saved, they've got to get it that way. I've seen people receive the Holy Spirit 
because they sat in a chair in a circle and everybody's around them. Everybody's got to receive the Holy Spirit sitting in that chair around in that circle. Now, it can happen that way, but it don't have to. You can sit in the square or you can sit in the corner and other people be around you or you can stand up. The natural experiential thing didn't have anything to do with them receiving the Holy Ghost. You see, that's what I'm talking about. Don't try to make people receive on your experience or how you feel concerning something or what you, how you've experienced this situation. Oh, brother, I've dealt with demons before. Let me tell you my experience, the way I dealt with demons, if you'll deal with them like that, you'll have more success at getting them to come out. The Word of God tells you how to deal with it. I'm not interested in hearing somebody's experience of how they dealt with the devil. That may be the way God dealt, dealt with them. God may deal with me differently to handle it, or I can come according to the Word of God. I'll tell you something. Everybody that gets rid of a devil don't have to puke. And I'll say something else. Everybody that gets saved doesn't have to be delivered. I'm going to tell you something else. Most of these people running around hollering about being delivered and deliverance and all that, they don't know the first thing about deliverance. I'm talking about Bible deliverance. You say that's a strong accusation. I want to show you something. They're doing things that I ain't ever found in the Word of God. I found one time where Jesus talked to the devils and he only talked to them then because they come out and start talking to him first. Every other time he met up with them, he just said, come out. Come out. I saw a couple of times in there where there was some kind of manifestation, but not always. I want to tell you something. I never saw in the Word of God where when Jesus was dealing with devils that it took him three weeks and two days and 24 hours and 30 seconds. I never seen where it took him three days and nights of calling them out by name either. But I do say where he, see where he just walked up and he said, come out. Brother, they is gone, delivered down instantly. I want to tell you something. It's not a gradual thing. It doesn't take place over a period of time. The name of Jesus, every devil in hell is scared of it. He's already whipped them. He's defeated them. So you don't have to come up there and have some kind of experiential background. All you've got to do is know who you are in Jesus. Speak the word and the devil's got to go. Don't take three weeks. Don't take eight hours. Bless God. I'm going to tell you something else. Most people talking about having all these devils and everything, deliverance and all that, and how long it took. I want to tell you what. If they had all the devils that they said they had in them, they'd be a lunatic, raving mad like the man that had that many devils in him. Hmm? I want to tell you, most of them are not devil-possessed. If a person is devil-possessed, they're going to be... Either, most most devil-possessed people are putting in, in institutions or they'll be out like this man. Man, you can't control them. Now, there are a lot of people that the devil is oppressing. There's a difference in oppression and, 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 and possession. 
You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. If this radio program has blessed you and ministered to your spirit, then we want to hear from you. We're asking you, our audience, to let us know when and where you listen. Email us at partnerservices at rhema.org or call 1-888-FAITH-99 and tell us. If you prefer, drop us a letter. Write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. If we're to remain broadcasting in your area, we need to hear from you. And if you're able, we would ask that you would consider sowing an offering to help defray the costs of this radio program. So call, email, or write us today. This month's special offer is the message series by Ken Hagen, Principles for Building Strong Faith, and the paperback book, What Faith Is, by Kenneth E. Hagen. Both can be yours for the discounted price of $14.95, regularly $26.95. That's a $12 savings. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma. 74150. Don't forget for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. We have a singles conference. conference on March the 29th right here on the, on the Rhema campus. That's right. And that is going to be fantastic for, for all the singles. Call today to get this month's special faith-building offer, which includes this week's teaching series by Ken Hagen, Principles for Building Strong Faith, and the paperback book, What Faith Is, by Kenneth E. Hagen. Both can be yours for the discounted price of $14.95. The number is 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Ken Hagen, Principles for Building Strong Faith. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.